This film was approved under the Motion Picture Code of Self-Regulation. And now... We're thinking in terms of a film. The question is... What are we trying to do with this movie? By George. That is a good question. Is everybody happy? Let's go. Good evening and welcome to Film Frown, yet another bad movie podcast. Why? You don't know what what is good until you've seen bad. I mean, <laughs> for example, you really learn to appreciate the original artists after you're forced to hear tweens ruin it on Glee. So <laughs> <laughs> there is no light without the darkness. That's right. Hi, I'm Chris. My co-host is Agent Paul. Hola. <laughs> also tonight next to me in the studio is uh investment hydro, hydro. <laughs> investment <laughs> analyst a restaurateur and the man with the glow arden hey arden Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to oh. uh and once again we are also joined by one of the creators of the webcomic biased cat and a man who knows his gymkata it's armin hey hello <laughs> Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta, you missed that one. I actually, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, first up, I wanted to say that I'm sorry that this atrocious movie we're about to talk about is the one we're discussing the day after Remembrance Day and Veterans Day. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to forget this one. Ah, yes. And also, happy belated birthday to my mom, and I just waved to no one. (laughs) I saw it. Oh, right. There's someone in here. Yeah. I got to behave myself. Um so we are watching, or we watched, we are discussing uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I like how it doesn't have, like, the, it's not an acronym in the title, it's just S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this is not, <laughs> not to be mistaken with the modern day Nick Fury. Right. <laughs> no, no. Right. Or this the Agents 19- of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, this is 1998. Yes. I did manage to dig up the fact that this was uh, one of the highest... Um, largest budgets ever for a Fox made-for-TV movie at $6 million. Wow. I know. He is Steve Austin. Yeah, I think they probably spent it all on the Hoff. But. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have the fancy Marvel animation at the front of it either. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that might have gone to James Earl Jones, too. <laughs> that dude's last name was actually Canada. Yeah, yes. Ron Canada. Ron Canada. Yes. I thought that was a joke at first. I'm like, hey, that, I'm offended. And I realized, oh, that's his real That's name. actually his name, Ron Canada. Ron Canada. I, I they, had to pay, they had to pay royalties to James Earl Jones? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> For Ron Canada's likeness? <laughs> there were some interesting uh, casting choices here. I mean, they pulled in uh, that girl, at the, that one girl who was in Melrose Place. And then the 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 one that played Viper, she was um, she was on uh, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. uh, one of them. And I remember her in that Pensacola Gold or whatever. It was that the Air Force uh, TV series. It only lasted, I think, you know, eight minutes. The whole series. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she was she was pretty hot. And get this, this was the fact that I was interested in. 
personally because I'm only five five. But she <laughs> she's a Swedish <laughs> actress, and she's like my height. <laughs> there are Swedish ah. people that are six feet tall. That was interesting, and wow. we are fully grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't entirely been selectively bred out yet. Haven't entirely. No, there's there's still hope. <laughs> I read some interview stuff where Stan Lee was super psyched about this film, as he is about all projects. He said, yep. uh, "I've seen the dailies. I saw them, and I just loved them. And when when it's all put together, I'm sure it'll be wonderful." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then. Um, <laughs> Arden and I were discussing at dinner how we both read the same thing that um, the Hoff thought that he was a better Nick Fury than, uh, you know, the black guy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sam Jackson. (laughs) So you didn't know if we had to be that obvious about, you know, who the other Nick Fury was. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I, I noted like somebody's blog that I read that, uh, you know, I've read it on multiple occasions that, uh, oh, I can hear myself. Um, I, can be, I can hear you, too. <laughs> I read on multiple occasions that uh, the Hoff was like, hey, Stan Lee said I was the ultimate Nick Fury. The, orga- yeah, the, uh, the organic version <laughs> yeah he well he said he was the organic version but he said he claims that stan lee said he's the ultimate right, 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 right. and then like someone in this blog post posted that's kind of funny and they linked to because you know marvel has different universes and in the ultimate right. yeah. verse like that nick fury is pretty much based on samuel l jackson <laughs> 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 so it's kind of funny anyway i can see uh, the resemblance I yeah. felt I felt like uh, Hoff's Nick Fury is a little bit more military badass, whereas um, Samuel L. Jackson's uh, Nick Fury is a little bit more uh, spy, ultimate spy type of guy. Yeah, didn't yeah. they start um, making the comics look like Samuel L. Jackson afterwards? I could yeah, remember. yeah, like they started drawing the character. Yeah, it's kind of everything that happens in the movie universe then starts to impact the comics. Yeah, I I think it's I don't know what the I don't know what the history with this uh, 1998 film that we're going to talk about was, but I don't know if it uh, played into the comics of like was that was this part of Nick Fury's existing storyline going into creating this TV movie or was this just a now nah, we're going to give TV movies a shot and see if we can turn this into a series kind of a kind of a venture from my understanding uh basically like we kind of get a flavor of it in the movie too but Nick Fury um the comics were out you know years ago and yep. so mm-hmm. like he says like in the movie like you know when the iron curtain was taken down like i was thrown out because they didn't need me anymore yeah right and so he is i think that's where the hoff like is sort of it sounds egotistical but he is basing his character on the nick fury of the comics of whenever their day was you know <laughs> yeah yeah so so to judge him like, oh, he's not at all like Samuel Jackson is kind of wrong because, hey, he's not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, yes, this is the movie we watched, a made-for-TV movie for Fox, hoping to spawn into a series, which is why we have these cliffhanger endings. Ooh, boy. That, uh, yeah, yeah, 20-something years later, there was never <laughs> any sort of... And I'll, I'll comment on the end scene when we get to the end, but I have a few comments about that, I'm sure we all do. So uh, I will jump in. Uh the, the movie opens uh, and we're headed to the Trinity base uh, where there's a cryogenics uh, section where a private is thawing out Baron von Strucker. Oh, yeah. And Hydra is on his way to pick up Mr. Strucker uh, because this apparently this private person is not uh, a good guy. Uh, so this is my favorite part. Well, the best acting in the film Um is by far this part where Clay, <laughs> like, he walks up to the private and he's like, quite a job we got here, huh? Like, he, he screams every line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, like, sells this. Man, wow. Yeah. And and then it, it's kind of corny, too, because he says something like, um, this is our job, do or die, and the other guy shoots him. Yeah, and they <laughs> somehow yeah. miraculously survives. <laughs> That's right, a point, point blank. blank shot in the chest. Yes, one of his ribs. Uh, well done. <laughs> and then he and then he and he survives a barrage of bullets later. <laughs> so then he can call out Nick Fury's name with his last dying breath. This is all true. I forgot to mention while we're on the fact that. Uh, this movie is totally cool. Um, the guy who wrote this film, uh, let's see, what's his name? Goyer. Yeah. Yeah. He's written pretty much he every hero movie since. <laughs> yeah. I think he tried to uh, distance himself from this one. <laughs> and apparently he was not on set or involved. He'd written the script preliminarily and then kind of gave it to them and then went on to do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, really wasn't involved at all in the making of the TV wreck, train wreck. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, Clay, uh, yeah, he dies. And like, uh, like Arden said, Hydra rolls in, they start invading the place. And then Clay, like, suddenly comes alive again. And he starts uh, trying to take out some dudes. And he's like, let's rock and roll. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, Anyway, some somebody comes up to him and like shoots him and then kicks him while he's down because that's how you roll as a villain. And uh, they take off their mask and it's a blonde woman. And um, yeah, she's our villain in this. And she hears him say something about Nick, take care of her. And uh, then we cut to the Yukon where Nick. The Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury, it's uh, the Hoff in all his glory, is taking a pickaxe to a very smooth wall, <laughs> which is supposedly inside a mine that he runs through in a, in a scene here. And uh, the mine actually looks like it's been carved out, but not the wall he was taking a pickaxe to. This is before the days of Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> but the real, like, the real question is, so he's up here in exile, whatever it is. Like so, you you just go up to the Yukon and start picking away in a mine, and you do this every day by yourself. There's no, <laughs> not like this. Just makes no sense whatsoever. It's the ultimate. Let's put the hero in a completely isolated position and 
to have him return to society kind of thing. At least in Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a really nice little house. <laughs> like, <laughs> going. Yeah, you can believe it, right? But the Hoff with his one eye out there, like, that's dangerous in itself, right? Yes, depth perception. Yeah, what's the depth perception, yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's dangerous. I think that's gold or just something shiny. <laughs> the president co- told me I couldn't come back till I found gold in them dar hills. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So, Armin, do you want to describe uh, the Hoff for us, for the audience? Um, like, <laughs> How do you I, really? Okay, this is one thing that I think I saw a um, uh, some sketch video of uh, Key and Peel where <laughs> they were sort of making fun of like that, like the old war vet who's kind of like by himself in some shack somewhere. And then somebody comes back and says, Hey, we need you. And it turns out like in that sketch they did, like they actually didn't need them. They just needed information. But this was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if these go back to like the eighties, like these kind of cliches, but I just could not take this part seriously. <laughs> just just know, like, this part. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love how he just walks out of the like. At first, I can't tell how how it's going to go because I feel like the Hoff is kind of smiling a little bit as he's walking out of the uh, mine shaft, and then he just slugs this agent that's come to get him and just nonstop starts beating the crap yeah, out of him. Like, <laughs> give him. A, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm surprised actually that um, the guy was still like smiling afterwards. That was a little strange. He was just so happy to be beaten yeah, up by the right, off. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Nick Fury. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, like, have have uniforms changed since he went rogue, like, and left? Like, he should have easily recognized that guy was in the uniform. Been yes. like, oh, yeah. you're one of ours. What do you want, son? Well, it's like, no wonder he's all by himself because he beats up anybody who just happens to come along. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just a trail of milk bottles from every time somebody's come to deliver something. You're always getting beaten up. UPS. Oh, wait, God, no. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's your mother. She brought cookies. Bam. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Gary asked in the chat room if I've played Fallout 4 yet. That is a no. I'm, I'm assuming there must be like a Nick Fury in a mine scene in the game. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, the Hoff is not happy that shield is there to draft him again. And they have this awesome, like hover jet, which is like total CG budget right there. Um, very bad green screen <laughs> until you get inside and realize it's really a submarine. Yeah. It's like the reverse of the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he has so many like one-liners like in this film. Like he's like, take your blow dryer and get the hell out of my afternoon sun. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I have to preface this whole thing by saying that uh, at one point in the movie, I realized I could not actually endure the entire thing. So what I started doing was watching 30 seconds and then skipping 30 seconds. Hoping it- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some honesty. So I might just miss a few subtleties here, but I think I got the gist of the movie. <laughs> there were parts that were genuinely painful. Oh, you mean every, every scene wasn't perfectly crafted and like completely relevant to the plot? <laughs> uh, if it was, I missed it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. 
Oh yeah, like the they were trying to build tension near the end, and I'm like, nothing's happening here. We just keep cutting back to each team and where they are. Nothing's happening. Anyway, uh, before we cast off to the helicarrier, we have to introduce Contessa Valentina Allegra Della Fontaine, or as I like to call her, Collagen, um, <laughs> who's played by Lisa Renna, which is why I call her Collagen because of her crazy collagen lips and. <laughs> There's some romantic tension immediately between her and the Hoff. Not Nick Fury, but the Hoff. Um. <laughs> yes, specifically. Yes. The characters couldn't be less interested in each other. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's just the kind of uh, guy he is on set, you know. Even Kit was hitting on him. <laughs> uh, Michael, That's... I love the way you fill my bucket seats. That's a very nice shirt you've got there, Michael. <laughs> So, so yeah, collagen's like, hey, Clay's dead. And he's like, oh, well, that changes things. Somebody killed my friend. I guess I'll go back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, (laughs) And they fly to the flying submarine, as uh, Arden calls it, the helicarrier. Um, (laughs) And it's one of our favorite things here on Film Frown is when movies have PA announcements. And just in case you were wondering, all the bad CGI of like a plane sort of like going behind another plane model. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in case you were wondering, then we get like this PA announcement that's like, welcome to shield. And then they like say what the acronym means. <laughs> and I was yes. like, that's, that's necessary. It happens when you enter my condo as well. They're like, welcome <laughs> to my condo. <laughs> um, and then we get this like corny elevator scene. Um, oh that's this is the worst isn't it update your files blah 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 blah. bang 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 yeah must have been jammed yeah this is apparently my the hoff voice for this must have been jammed yeah i can't even do it i can't even do it any justice update your files i've only got one eye Yep, it's a retina scan, and apparently it can't work because he only has one eye. Yeah. It's it's interesting because uh, I I read, like, I think I put it later in the notes, that the uh, guy who plays Pierce, this newbie guy who picked him up or whatever, <laughs> he's, oh, yeah, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I'm the comic relief in the movie, but it gives yeah, the movie. he's the 3PO character. It gives the movie like a dichotomy. He's like the humor comes out of the situation. It's relief for the audience because otherwise it gets too heavy. You know what was relief? (laughs) Relief relief was at the one hour 28 minute mark. That was relief. (laughs) The credits. That was relief. Yes, that's what Armin said. The credits. Yes. Yeah. It, It was just it was it was tough because it's like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Right. I mean, I think if you go camp and camp it up all the way and just not take yourself too seriously, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But there were just moments where you felt like these guys really are taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. And then there was moments where like, oh, OK, they're having fun with it. And it was just it was so um, the lack of cohesiveness in that way made it, it made it hard to fall. Yeah. Watch yeah, it. for sure. The I yeah, I was saying, like, I think it's. It's also the fact, like, I feel like there's a time period where you just can't go back. 
Like you can watch a movie that's or TV show that's 20 years old and find something respectable about it. But if you go within the last 10 to 15, you'll hate everything. <laughs> this was 1998. Yeah. Um, what else came out in 1998? You oh, I didn't do that. Yes. Probably plenty of good shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one, I remember reading that this one sold along with, uh, they packaged up like Generation X. I do remember that was kind of a bad oh, yes, Marvel X. show as well. Um, anyway, so Nick is on the helicarrier and he meets Kate, who is a mind reader. Oh, pardon me. She corrects him when he says that. She prefers, uh, we prefer the term ESPers, <laughs> mm-hmm. which just sounds worse to me. Yeah. Um, and she, she's like, my powers were augmented by implants. So the Hoff totally PC looks at her chest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And did you guys not find that they got surprised an awfully lot for a group that has somebody with ESP in their, on their team? I just, you know, more more vital plot information. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I guess the she needs better implants. <laughs> I mean, for her ESPing. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that while Arden was drinking. We've got two mics. It's good. Uh, and then he meets his old buddy Dugan, Timothy Dugan, Duggan, D- Duggan. So the interesting part is, like, since it is a comic book movie, these are all comic book characters. They felt like comic book characters. <laughs> Timothy Duggan is the guy with the bowler hat and the mustache on Captain America's team. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, you'd never know that from this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, this, this movie is like all kinds of Stargate gone wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was commenting to, uh, to Tina as we were watching it that it felt like Babylon 5 to me. <laughs> Well, like Babylon 3. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, the first the first four Babylons failed. That's why there's five Babylons. And they just... They say it right in the Babylon. first episode. Yeah. Why do you so keep... It came out a year after Batman and Robin. Oh, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. I don't think we're going to watch that one. That that was especially. I I mean, I would watch. I would watch Nick Fury, Agent of Shield again before watching Batman and Robin. I think that's funny because my final judgment is: I would, as bad as this movie is, I would rather watch this film than Daredevil again. Not the TV show, the movie with right. uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Affleck. Really? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. That is a tough one. <laughs> uh. So we uh, we then meet the director general of Shield, who's Pincer, and nobody likes him. He's kind of a dweeb. He, well, he's, he's like the obligatory, you know, hard ass director that's always chewing out the hero because he has to. Yeah, he's the bad boss that doesn't know what anyone's doing. So, yeah, he's also a veteran of Stargate SG One. <laughs> Those figures, yes. I know he looked familiar. <laughs> um. Then we meet Gabe, who is sort of the Q character of Shield, and he's the guy Ron Canada we were talking about. Um, and he gives 
He gives our first gadget to Nick, which is like a gun that will only fire if he's holding it because it's biometrically coded to him or something. Oh, yeah, there's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Which, right? by the way, is totally in Skyfall. They ripped <laughs> totally that right out of this Skyfall. movie. <laughs> um, and Mr. Canada then introduces us. I like calling him Mr. Mr. Can- Canada. <laughs> Mr. Canada. <laughs> He then introduces us to a life model decoy of the Hoth. Who? <laughs> He's on steroids. <laughs> like, Who looks? Like, did you see that? Like the whole. Yes, thing is, I agree. That's, that is not the Hoth. He. It, it's. Uh, it's basically the Hoth's head on top of Arnold Schwarzenegger's like <laughs> yeah. original Terminator body. No way! Did you guys watch Baywatch? Come on! <laughs> did you Did you notice too? I thought it was really kind of uh, the exposition of that life double, whatever they called it. Like, it was like, oh, well, we're just going to show them putting the skin over a face, and we're going to stick these wires, and it was just, it was just, it looked like a horror experiment. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a way to bring in that. Element. Right, right. This might be a case where we could tell and not show. Thanks. And Gary Clone has made a. Yeah. <laughs> We're so sorry, Gary. <laughs> but laugh along with us. It eases the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I think we've gotten a lot of gadgets and things. Oh, wait, it's our favorite time on the podcast. It's exposition time, exposition time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If you would have prepared me, I would have had some music for that. Right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Beatbox. Uh, <laughs> Exposition time. Yeah, so the we get to take Nick into the control room and show him videos of Clay's death. And, oh, look, who's this woman that killed him? It's Von Strucker's daughter. She calls herself the Viper. And apparently they took uh, the old man, her papa's body, because he's got the death's head virus in his cell. The death's head virus. In his cells, yes, right. The death's head virus, yes. And she's got the god-awfully worst German accent I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. So he was, uh, apparently, Baron von Strucker was trapped in his lab when he was working on this terrible virus, and Nick and S.H.I.E.L.D. trapped him in it, and he was killed by his own virus. And Mr. Canada. <laughs> Mr. Canada. Mr. Canada tells us, like, or he tells Mufasa. Mufasa. Yes. Mufasa. <laughs> Someday, Nick, all of this would be... <laughs> yeah. Oh... <laughs> He tells us that um, that uh, he tells Pierce uh, when he asked about what the heck is the death's head virus. He's like, uh, Ebola is like the sniffles. Comp- <laughs> Ebola is like the sniffles. <laughs> that must have been one of the 30 second segments that I skipped over. <laughs> That's priceless. Yeah. Oh, that was like amazing. Um, and so then they figure out there's only one doctor who can get the virus out of the frozen body. And so we better go find him. Yeah, doctor. And then we cut to the Von Strucker <laughs> kids. Wow, that should be like a kid show. The Von Strucker kids. Is it, wasn't it the sound of music? <laughs> we call it the sound of fury. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Von Strucker kids, all their henchmen are the Blue Man Group. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was with it's that, true. huh? Like, they've all got these stupid socks on their heads. Uh, 
No, but even their like close guys don't have things on their heads. They're just like they're gray with like. Oh, the sunglasses. dude with the white. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gary, that's a good call. Brendan <laughs> Fraser would totally help make this movie worse. I think he was six at the time, so that would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been better. <laughs> he would have been better. Yeah, and a lot shorter. Yeah, I, I, like I have in my notes in all caps: chewing on scenery. <laughs> like rip that set up like this woman who is playing the 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 uh, daughter she is super excited <laughs> uh and the hoff of course is having his taste of the uh the delicious set as well so <laughs> um and the, the set of the villain lair is unintentionally steampunk i like to call it because they have no budget so this is just what they could cobble together <laughs> I, maybe that was a set of the teenage mutant ninja turtles that might have been <laughs> it, it does so it, like when they zap their bodies to try to yes it looks like the same set good call yeah. mm-hmm. way serious. to save money michael bay <laughs> More explosions. <laughs> Just use this old set from that Nick Fury movie no one saw. <laughs> and so so what she's doing it while she's chewing in scenery is she's lecturing all the other generals, quote unquote, of of uh, Hydra. And um, she decides like they need a showing of her power. So she grabs she has one of them like while the others are all on video conference. She's like, you may recognize our general from London. And then she kills him. And, like, while she's pulling the trigger and even after, it's kind of disgusting, but it's like she had an orgasm. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. my God. And the pinky pointing. What was up with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. This is the Bill, Bill Clinton years, so she couldn't use the fist. She had to do something of her own. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so long, so- farewell, Alfredo say, now die. <laughs> she shoots him like four times and she's like oh i'm like what is happening to her is it there we get it she's screwed up she's a psychopath (laughs) we get it somebody made her sit down and watch son of the mask 182 times in a row (laughs) right right she's been through the clockwork orange treatment and it didn't work we understand Although she was much better in Pensacola Gold. I, I did want to add to you that I really enjoyed um, the video screens where she was video conferencing with everyone when she hung up on them. There was like a Hydra logo, but then as I watched, like it was animated, like the little tentacles moved. <laughs> Another nice 30 sec- segment I missed. <laughs> I was like, that's a nice touch, huh? That was a like, million dollars of the budget. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like... That's something when you're head of an evil organization. We want our logo to look good, but we need a little extra special punch, you know? I said make the logo bigger. (laughs) A little animation. (laughs) What if the tentacles move, huh? (laughs) Then we would look evil. (laughs) You never know they could come out and grab you. Okay. All right. So she she plans to attack Manhattan. Oh no! Uh, and then we cut to and Nick. the Oscar for best accent goes to <laughs> not her. <laughs> Surprisingly, better than me. Uh, so we cut to Nick and Collagen who are waiting in a car in Berlin, and we're about to have like uncomfortable like 
uh, former relationship talk, but thank goodness, like Nick tells her to be quiet and they, somebody (laughs) coming. Like he just literally cuffs his, he basically assaults her. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's like, what? He's like, didn't you hear that or something? It was like, perfect. I'm going to try that with my wife later when she's yelling at me. (laughs) Didn't you hear that? Someone's attacking us. Home invasion. (laughs) His eyes are huge right now. Um, he's like, you're not going to do that. What? Um, so they meet an agent and do like the worst recognition code ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, this is a poem or something. Yeah. Freedom is the something or something. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> the well, only that's... beauty is truth and the only truth is beauty. Is that part of the recognition code? No, I just felt like saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, badass Nick Fury. I'm Nick Fury. I know poetry. poetry bombs. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Dropping <laughs> the bee bombs. <laughs> and it, it plays against the fact that he said they had to get rid of him because he wasn't polite enough and polished and politically correct enough to stay in S.H.I.E.L.D. after the curtain went down. Because mm-hmm. obviously he's a renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. He's something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> that totally like, threw me. I actually had to rewind it. <laughs> on the video, I was like, did I just see that? What did he just, it was it was so confusing. Yeah. It's all uh, cigars and Silverstein with him. Hello, Arturo. Hello, Arturo. So, yes, if you, if you want to skip ahead and you're listening, you can go to the IMDb page of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you will find under the quotes page pretty much every one of the Hoff's Amazeballs lines. <laughs> Do you have to censor amaze balls? I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Are there four people online? That's, I'm counting. I'm like, there's no. That's Paul. Never mind. <laughs> three, three guests. That's your mom. The chat. Room. That's two. We have two guests. Everyone loves it when you come on the show, Art, and they show up in the chat room. <laughs> all, all two of them. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the um, they go into the subway and they run through a hologram wall and make cheesy jokes about the hologram. And then Kate is there, uh, the ESP and she reads the doctor's mind to find out, Oh no, uh, they can't tell if Hydra has contacted him to get the virus because it's a post hypnotic trap. She says someone else has been in his mind and mm. set it for her. So another 30 second segment I missed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the post-hypnotic track is a bunch of uh, explosion scenes stock footage. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll really mess you up if you try to read someone's mind. Action essentials. Wow. <laughs> Action <laughs> essentials, yes. <too. laughs> That's totally for... Uh, I bought God. that from Video Copilot. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that amazing, the things that can happen in 30 seconds? <laughs> Yeah, that you miss out on when the movie is so amazing. I missed out 30 <laughs> seconds of Interstellar to go uh, basically take a uh, And I was like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? I came back and I missed like 20 years of plot information. <laughs> 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 it wasn't just 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't realize, but when you were... 30 seconds in that bathroom is actually yeah. seven years of the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's nice oh. theory of bathroom relativity. Yeah. It's a time dilation. There's a time dilation, yeah. You're much, much closer to the black hole when you're in that bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Believe me. <laughs> That's right. what the guy in the stall was saying. <laughs> what up? Ba-dum-ba. 
Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Arturo posted runp.com in the chat room. I forget. I, like, I think that website is exactly about that problem. <laughs> like, you go to a film and then... Uh, you go to the bathroom but you pretty much lose the plot. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. It is. That is awesome. Thank you, Arturo. That's fantastic. Yeah. Boom. My mom says she even watched this movie. Wow. Oh, you really love Chris, don't you? <laughs> yes. She didn't take 30-second breaks. <laughs> she, she take the breaks. Uh, so the Interpol agent says, you know, Hydra is in the safe house, obviously, and pulls Nick aside because hanky-panky. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is where the whole aerosol spray disguise yes. comes in. Aerosol spray comes in like handy, handy in this movie. In yeah. this movie for lasers, for disguises. Uh, it was 1998. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's we're still waiting for the flying car, obviously, and jetpacks, but also the hypo spray thing from all the Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, mom says parts. She watched parts on YouTube. Oh, that's that's enough. That's yes. That's more than enough. I watched the whole thing on YouTube when it was still there, and like Arden was surprised that they even pulled it down. <laughs> I was like, it's not there anymore. It used to be there. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't getting enough traffic. But I think well, what happened was yeah, this movie. <laughs> Four people have watched this since 1998. <laughs> this movie. Um, Obviously was not well received and did not spawn a TV show. But then when Marvel did start succeeding, like this movie was released on DVD in 2008. Apparently, (laughs) the Hoff had signed on for something like three, five. Yeah, a total of six, six of these made for TV movies. (laughs) Really? None of which materialized. Wow. Yeah. And that's all on him. So there was going to be a Nick Fury 2 Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All the way to six. All the way to to six. I think six is the one where he fights Ivan Drago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the opposite of uh, Community. It's six movies in a season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she pulls him aside, this Interpol agent, and she's like, is it true what women say about you? And then his awesome line is, that depends. Are you talking about my ex-wives or my mother? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. He's a charmer, this guy. That was pretty flat. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when I did it. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) she, uh, when he gets close, she shocks him and then kisses him like poison ivy. Yep. She poisoned him. It's Von Strucker's daughter because she uses the aerosol spray and... That removes her disguise through the magic of CG or just cloudy. <laughs> just <a> crossfade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and so then they take him back to presumably the helicarrier where he's scanned in a small Hadron Collider. Um, <laughs> it's like this lit up tube and even he doesn't like the idea of it he's like I feel like a bratwurst in here get me out of here or put some mustard in here <laughs> uh, so it, it turns out it's deadly Colombian tree frog poison with no cure yep well there, of course there's a cure we what? all know there's a cure oh right that's right yeah it's not uh it's not radioactive cancer rat venom. 
<laughs> no, it's not. Okay. That is a much better movie. Damn. Hard All Ticket right. to Hawaii. Uh, yet. <laughs> oh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. That show is coming up. We'll be posting it soon. But yeah. Okay. You are now sick with major rad poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> major. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> So it's like something you read on Oregon Trail. (laughs) (laughs) Two of your party have died of cancerous (laughs) rat poisoning. (laughs) Dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness it's only dysentery and not rat poisoning. Uh, So, doctor, I should say doctor because he is a scientist, not Mr. Canada. Dr. Canada. Canada. (laughs) 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 Professor Canada. He, uh, he, he deduces that if she kissed him to deliver the poison, she must be immune. So we just need her blood. And then we get an extreme close-up of the Hoth like you could ever want. <laughs> yeah. Cigar and all. And he's like, I'll get the vampire's blood if I have to suck it get from her, her neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like Like, as he was saying it, the cigar in his mouth was, like, rubbing on the lens of the camera. Pretty much. It was, like, extreme. And at this point was when I finally reached my limit. And I was like, is it over? Are we done? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we get some romantic subplot stuff that I kind of ignored because uh, Lisa Renna, uh, Lips, collagen woman, she was just like, oh, no, you're going to die. Now I like you. Um, So then... uh, Director General Pincer comes in and he's uh, he starts yelling at people as you do as a boss. And then a second Pincer comes in behind him and Nick starts shooting it. And apparently it's a robot and it opens its mouth and we get a projection of the villain who demands a ransom for a billion dollars or she'll release the virus on Manhattan. And then the robot melts. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then there was the whole a director. He gets up and he's like, Nick. How did you know to shoot the, him and not me? Of course, we all know what the answer was. I didn't. <laughs> well, if you actually rewind and look at the whole scene, you come blustering in talking, and the other thing just kind of marches in like a zombie. Right. So I think the other thing looks like it was going to come in and competently do its job, so I shot <laughs> it because I knew it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we should, the sequel really should be about this poor robot or there should be like a short component because he actually looks horrified when he gets like shot seven times. Like, oh, why are you, I'm just coming to deliver a message. Who does that? Yeah. Please don't shoot the robot messenger. <laughs> don't shoot the robot messenger. You know how much it costs to make me? <laughs> This robot messenger was self-destruct in three seconds. <laughs> right. He really is the three the the three PO of this. Movie. Yeah. You or know, he could have been, but he was there's shot. There's times I really feel like we do these podcasts for us, really. That no- <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Arturo, Gary, and Peg. Oh right. It's a but <laughs> them too. It's like a little private party, you know. They're participating as well. Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> um yes. parts made up the full movie. <laughs> oh wow. She watched the whole thing um, because the Hoff. That's why he's such a huge draw. The Hoff. Baywatch Nights. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> what if we had a movie li- or a TV show like Baywatch, but it was sort of like X-Files. So like mysteries happen on the beach. At Sold. Night. So, yeah, the Interpol agent who he was supposed to meet 
we actually meet her now because she comes to, with a medical team and she's all wrapped up because she has the death's head virus. The death's head virus. Ebola. <laughs> you, you know it's the death head virus because it makes you look like an old man. <laughs> the medicine messes up your face like in a Batman uh, comic and movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. But but it's totally Marvel, okay? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so then they they call the president and he's like so what are you gonna do about this and the president happens to be terry david mulligan who is like an iconic you may not know this but he's an iconic canadian uh celebrity terry david <laughs> mulligan used to host like all these video shows and radio he's he's a he's a big canadian personality playing the u.s president <laughs> that's when i was looking at that i'm like was this movie filmed in canada <laughs> there was one point too where they referenced something about the temperature of the virus has to be held at a certain level and they use degrees celsius i was like there's I mean, i'm looking at a picture of him right now dressed up as a mountain police officer so that's <laughs> <laughs> good old terry david moment I, uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't notice it even when he was like so hey like what are you guys gonna do about this eh? <laughs> he was pretty chill you know yeah. for him uh, and that Oval Office looked more like, you know, like a, a little, little, uh, home, uh, home office. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they like tell the president their plan and Pincer's plan was like, just let's go bomb them. And then they tell them their like minute, awesome plan. And, uh, it's like this two prong attack where they go look for the virus delivery weapon in New York and then also attack the bad pre- people's base. And Pincer is like hella pissed when they get off the the video phone mm-hmm. with the president because nobody told him. Yeah, he's like better comic relief than Pierce. Yes, that's true. To say. Uh, <clears throat> so how do they figure out where Viper's hideout is? Well, obviously the projection robot, the projection puking robot, <laughs> uh, had a motherboard in it. And uh, they've traced it back to a laptop that once was in some crazy country. And also, she her d- ransom demands were in Greenwich Mean Time, so obviously they must be on this island. That made no sense to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? They're like, and they said Greenwich Mean Time, not like New York time. Yeah, yeah. So that means they're totally not there. Even, <laughs> even Nick Fury is like, well... That's not much to go on. <laughs> That's like his very next line. Well, it's not much to go on, but it's all we've got. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the half. He broke character and they just kept it in because they didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be what it was. Can't afford another take. This is back I, I ad libbed that line because I felt like the movie needed some extra dialogue <laughs> from me. I just wanted to say something that wasn't a one liner in the film. So, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, meanwhile, Nick only has 48 hours to live, and he's in no condition to lead a mission because, you know, he's got the fevers and his vision and things because of this Colombian tree fog poison. But who else is going to do it, right? Not uh, not the British kid. Right, and not his, like, life model double that he says, like, when Dr. Canada says it to him. He's like, you can't do this. He's like, who's going to do it, that life model double double thing of me? Thingamabobber. With the body of Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am Nick Fury. 
<laughs> We've just witnessed the only thing robots can do is puke projections. How is he going to save the world? <laughs> so the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a rented van <laughs> drive around New York. Um, and boy, this is good TV with collagen just driving around in a car talking. Uh, and meanwhile, Nick and team get some heat-seeking missiles on their tail as they fly over this uh, headquarters, and mm-hmm. it's a bailout. Um, and so now the home office or the flying helicarrier has no idea if they survived or what happened. Uh, and so they inter- infiltrate the base while collagen catches up with the bomb, which is in a garbage truck. So, uh, so yeah, Nick walks into a trap, um, and this is where we get the token uh, evil speech. And uh, Viper's like, I'm hungry for more scenery. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so she doesn't kill him, of course, because that's how movies do it, apparently. Uh, and this is like, it just kept going back and forth between all these things, and like nothing happened for like 12 minutes, I swear. <laughs> They're like, is this the bomb? Are we following the bomb? And he's like, oh, no, we're captured and we're stuck in a cell. <laughs> Fill in so, time for TV, baby. Yeah. Just get us to the next commercial break. Right. Um, so finally, Nick pulls out uh, an eye from under that his That just patch. freaked me the hell out. Because <laughs> first I'm thinking, why do you even need a plastic eye? Because <laughs> you've got an eye patch on. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm like, this is not a typical superhero kind of a, like, oh, let me just pull my eye out, and there's an explosive in it. Like, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> You're running around with an explosive <laughs> in your eye socket? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned in that I don't like to carry explosives around in my eye socket. I don't know. Does but, your does your Hey, Nick, does your empty eye socket itch? Oh, no, I can't touch it. It'll explode. There's a bomb under there. <laughs> it's really stopped me from itching it. It's good. You want to see a neat trick? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it was kind of unnecessary, too. Like, as he's pulling it out, like, it seems like it's attached to something. So the there's retina. this long strand thing yeah. coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just like popped in a hunk of plastic explosive into his eye socket. Like, what's that? Like, what was it connected to? Exactly. <laughs> and it's not like he needs to use the string to retrieve it out of his socket yeah. like other personal hygiene items that might have a pull string. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on. As- uh, <laughs> it was it was the I guess the only way like they could smuggle some kind of explosive into the cell without making it awkward like an anal bead or something. So <laughs> I didn't even go there. Wow. You're welcome. I just I, I like to keep Paul on his toes when it comes to editing. <laughs> so so yeah, so they um meanwhile collagen, I guess we go back to her and they try to take out the garbage truck and uh and then Collagen and her group attack the Blue Man group and uh, take over the garbage truck and kill Viper's brother, uh, who was supposed to, like, launch the weapon. But, of course, we learned that she didn't trust her brother and she was going to launch it from her place anyway because uh, satellite phone, internet service, something. <laughs> <laughs> she has control of it. Uh, so they're too late. Um <clears throat> 
And meanwhile, Nick and the gang are, are trying to go stop her, but he's not feeling so well. He's about to pass out or whatever. So he's like, you guys just go on without me. Um, and they're all like, we can't, Nick, we can't. And it's like, you already know he has 48 hours to live. Like, what What are you going to do? Like, hold his hand? Like, I could never, but this was a TV movie, so they really couldn't. Oh, right. Yeah, that's creative. true. She can read his mind. She knows what he needs before he dies. Right. Yes, Pierre. Yes, Pierre. She had a career uh, in after the movie in um, in Las Vegas making bets on uh, sports. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. The ESP. ESPNer, she was called then. Wow. But I'm pop. But I'm pop. Yeah. Led to Donald Trump's empire. Now he's running for president. <laughs> so uh, the next scene is Nick storming into the room with Viper. And the evil doctor who has made all this possible. And the doctor grabs Nick's gun, which is on the table, and tries to shoot him. And, of course, that doesn't work. And this is like a takeoff of, like, someone really likes to film Gremlins or these other films. Where <laughs> <laughs> somebody's wheelchair goes crazy. <laughs> Flying back. Oh. Yeah, because he's in a wheelchair. So he gets shocked and goes flying backwards. Zoom. Yeah. Uh, and Nick and Viper fight it out, but you know it's kind of it's what's well, it's sort of interesting, but it happened so quickly, and none of us She's, were. She was quite agile. Yes, none of us were that engaged. Um, is that she shoots him like three yeah. times? Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but so, who didn't see that next part coming? Come on. Yeah, and then she gloats, and she's like, no clever comebacks. And <laughs> behind her, he whistles. The Hoff whistles because, hey, she shot the life model decoy, apparently. So, yep, ta-da. <laughs> and Nick's like, let's call everybody on our friends. So he calls Collagen, and she's like, thank God, I thought you were dead. And he says, I skipped this. Nope. <laughs> he says he was. He said I was, but I'm better now. I got better. <laughs> Again, thirty seconds. Yeah. Wow. I, I missed so much. <laughs> so so now it's time for Kate to be step up and be a hero and use her ESP to dig in the Viper's head for the numbers. Oh, <laughs> for the five digit code. Yeah, and the the Hoff is like uh, Burgess Meredith and Rocky. He's like, you can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you can do it. There's like a running montage and she's <laughs> at the top of stairs. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> and they save the free world or something, or maybe just New York. Uh, Cause she gets all the numbers, right? Oh, well, the, the this was so badly set up for tension. How she finally gets to the last number. And she's like, it's a, it's a, it's a six. No it's, a, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a six. No, it's a nine. And then Hoff looks up to see what the the, the villain's reaction is going to be. And he's like, it's a six. <laughs> like, yeah, like the Viper was going to do that to you. You would, you know, you should give that away. Mm-hmm. But it was just like that whole artificial setup for attention was was really bad. Just bad. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I, I think it it would have added more tension or been a little cooler if we would have learned somewhere in the plot, like, 
while she was going to like ESP school and she learned to use her powers like that it came up that she was also dyslexic so then when she had to read these five numbers <laughs> yeah that would have been a good setup actually it would have paid up at least someone of the humor would have had a place in this movie but <laughs> six is a nine six is a nine <laughs> uh, oh wow! I never got that until you just said them together. This program uh, is brought to you by. Dyslexia <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> awareness. So uh, Viper gloats like you know what? Big deal. My men are still going to come in this room and kill you dead and such. And uh, and Nick's like, I don't think so. And then the helicarrier just shows up above them. So there you go. Oh, no, it's a false end. There's another countdown. What could that number be? And everyone just sort of like looks around agog, like nobody tries to figure out why there's a countdown and noises. <laughs> that confused me at first. Yeah. Like, okay, there doesn't seem to be any real urgency. What is this second countdown? Yeah, like I feel like they even cut to New York where like collagen is with the garbage truck missiles and like she's like I don't know what's going on either and I'm like so is the countdown happening there and she can hear it like what's going on it was stupid yeah, yeah. so uh, we Somebody learned get Jack Bauer he knows what to do about countdowns <laughs> yeah sorry no perfect Accurate. So, uh, yeah, Viper, like, gets out of her handcuffs uh, and she crawls into the cryo chamber with her papa. And that's the countdown, apparently, because it, like, gets sucked into the bowels of wherever they are. Because she's halfway to China. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's got good stereotype there. You're like, just, yeah, because if you're going down on the ground on the other end, it's China. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the Baltic Sea, morons. I don't know. That was funny. It's like the classic villain thing where, like, the Batman will, like, throw the Joker into a jail cell and be like, don't let me catch you do this again. And then, like, the trap door will open and it'll be like, so long, Batman, until next time. It's just the villains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never any closure. Why do I keep putting him in that same cell? <laughs> With her father. <laughs> And who can forget the old uh, Frank Sinatra classic, uh, I want to get you on a cryo chamber to China. <laughs> get you on a, a slow cryo chamber to China. Somewhere beyond the... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, all right. So, so now she's escaped, and oh no, to be continued in the soon-to-be-announced TV show, Shirley... But no, we have to cut to the helicarrier where, like, Nick gets up and apparently he's been treated. Everything's okay. And then uh, Pincer comes over to lecture him. And so he punches him because he's Nick Fury and that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I punch the pincher. It's like this whole movie was produced by the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick Fury. I'm Nick Fury. <laughs> oh. Oh, and so, and so then he was like waxing philosophical or romantically, and he's like, you know, when I lost this job, I lost more than just my job. And then it's like, oh, She's like, is that an apology? Or? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's and, like, romantic kissy time. And he takes college into the front of the ship, and then Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> 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 and he's, I'm the king of the world! Yeah. You lost awesome. your benefits, too? <laughs> no. <laughs> Government <laughs> job, great benefits. Government pension. You eat your buyback time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there, there was that one scene, right, where that, the where a Christian, whatever the the British kid, he's chasing after him to do paperwork. Try, like, trying to get him to tax, sign his W four, yeah, four, and your and your tax return form. <laughs> really? That's not very secret, agency. <laughs> oh, right. right. Yeah, and then uh, this is another false ending because now we uh, have to go back to uh, Viper. And uh oh, creepy, she... creepy, creepy, <laughs> incestuous scene ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yep, because Daddy Von Strucker is awake. Yes, and she's all up in his business, and he's like, "You yeah. two are going to go off and ride the hobby horse, aren't you?" That's just creepy. It was like that in the beginning of the movie, though, when she was sort of like parading around like his frozen body. Yeah, but he's dead there, right? Yeah. Now he's alive and they're all interacting and shit. Oh, so incest is bad, but necrophilia is cool in Arden's book. Oh, yeah. Isn't it for everyone? No. No? Oh. <laughs> Arden, we're going to have a talk about expectations later. <laughs> yeah. In that, have none when it comes to my humor. The 128-minute mark is the best scene. Was he talking about the incest or the credit? <laughs> it, was just, it was just creepy. It ruined it for me. I was like, I can't ask her out now. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's see what you're there. Yeah. Also, yeah. she gets off on killing people, so that might be a turnoff. I don't know. I can forgive that, you know? <laughs> the whole wanting to be with your dad thing, that kind of weirds me out. Hmm. It explains the necrophilia, though, her <laughs> wanting to kill people. Honey, I know we're trying to have a baby, but do you always have to kill somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, come on, we're so close. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> That's the end, except, like, to make it worse of a trope, like, daddy and daughter, like, I don't know if they're arm in arm, but walk away from the camera and they both do their version of a maniacal laugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Something like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, now we're going to bring terror to the world or something like that. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And she's like, ah. Something like that. And your little dog. one head. And two more shall take its place. <laughs> but just to make sure the logo does this little animation <laughs> thing. You sounded Cuban. There. It, changes. it changes every time I talk. I, I was, you know, just just random thought earlier when you were talking about uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, potentially, you know, running for president. I thought, well, if he did win, it would be an interesting matchup of hair between our prime minister and your president. <laughs> like, our, our prime minister's hair kicks on your president's hair. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just interesting to me. Or sorry, I had to share that. It's more like hair versus hair piece. Hair, yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's organic free range hair. Organic free range yeah. hair versus versus First chemically artificial. manipulated artificial hair. <laughs> Cane sugar versus sweet and low. Yeah. All right. So, 
So, Armin, what's your, what's your take on this? Is it so bad it's good, or is it just awful? Or how many hoffs do you give this film? <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel bad. Um, this is something that has James Earl Jones in it. I mean, it's. Uh, I I would give it. I don't know. I would give it two and a half hoffs out of five. Wow. Uh, Middle of the road. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it, like, I can, at first I thought it was low budget, and then I was wrong. I think with Marvel, uh, you, you can only kind of, have so serious a storyline i think it's i think it's so bad it's good because i at least understood um like kind of what they were going for throughout the movie uh there was definitely the like uh, i don't know who was who mentioned it like it it didn't know at at some point what it was trying to be if it was trying to be funny or serious Uh, but i think that just happens with superheroes because with superhero movies it's always uh i don't know it's just i mean this is it can't get any worse than uh, it can't get any worse than Batman and Robin. Um, I personally, I don't really know much about this character. I I noticed some difference or some similarities with Solid Snake actually with like with Nick. Yeah, Fury. yeah, um, I can buy that. That was interesting. I was thinking about that, but uh, I yeah, I don't know how true it stays to the to the comic books or how uh, like what liberties are taking there but <laughs> I, I don't know it was it was all right i wouldn't like i wouldn't recommend it to anybody <laughs> <laughs> what uh where where do you rate it armin as far as uh your previous uh film frown movies <laughs> oh. is it uh is it better than Waterworld or or jim Cotta? probably <laughs> i think Waterworld kind of grows on you um <laughs> That's interesting. Because, well, no, because uh, you you think of it, it's like I remember I remember only some of the really questionable scenes now, but overall, I'm like, okay, I understand how that's sort of like a classic, whether people think it's good or bad. Uh, Son of the Mask. I mean, I, I want to pretend like that never happened. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then Jim Cotta was just kind of like a joke, <laughs> but this was this already had like a big kind of history behind it so, i don't know it i would say it's um it's pretty equal to pretty equal to water world for me i would i would probably let's see if i had to think of a another work that came out around the same time period i would probably recommend let's see it's 98 right yes 90s. so wait so the, wait the show is agents of shield Yes, the show is called Agents of Shield. That is so Wow. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, the number one movie in the theaters yeah. for that year was The Big Lebowski. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Sa- Saving Private Ryan came out. American History X came out Ooh. that year. There were some good movies. Wow. Halloween H twenty, twenty years later. I-, I would recommend uh Blade. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean I think that was the same. Yeah. Wesley Snipes, I think. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of the stuff I read was like 
Um, this movie is before Marvel tried to really could figure things out as far as like a movie or TV show. They've mm-hmm. tried so many times before with like really awful 70s Captain America stuff and things like yep. that. Yep. And uh, and so every like thing that I read like about that was like really things turned around for Marvel with the Blade movies and X-Men. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they included Blade in that. So because I really like the Blade films. Can't go wrong with vampires. That's and right. Jessica, Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she kicks ass. Now that we've moved on from uh, what's her name because of uh, incest, you can <laughs> you can maybe consider Jessica. <laughs> Although she's probably married. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the only thing precluding the you know me getting a date with either one of them. Really. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so Arden. Mm. Um, like I said to you earlier, that was about 54 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. <laughs> and it's 54 minutes yeah. because for anybody who didn't catch it at the beginning, it got so bad that I would just watch 30 seconds and then skip 30 seconds and watch 30 <laughs> seconds and skip 30 seconds and uh, pretty much got it through. I, it was I, – it's unredeemable. It's – I <laughs> – I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, in the first, I think two. When we got to the Yukon, actually, no. When we saw Skippy or whatever his name was yelling at the very beginning, it just. I knew. Yeah. I just knew in my gut this was going to really suck, and um, for a lot of objective reasons. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I watched Baywatch. You know, I read it for the articles. I, you know, I thought totally. It was, yeah. <laughs> Come on. And the plot, I mean, you know, David Hasselhoff was a, I mean, Knight Rider. Come on. That was fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, this, it was just overacted. It was under delivered. It was cheesy. It was too serious. It was just too many things that made, like, I can, I could have appreciated more if it just went completely in one direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, we're like, we're just going to make a farce of this and have fun with it. Right. And at yeah. some point they did. But it just, yeah, so it, for me, it was it was difficult. And, and I get, you know, the whole, it was so bad, it was good kind of thing. But for me, I, it was hard. It was so bad, it was bad. It was so <laughs> bad that it was unredeemable. <laughs> like, so yeah. you, you prefer um, Last Dragon or Revenge of the Ninja to this? To which side? To this oh, movie. So, yeah, I prefer anything else I've ever watched in my life. The Octagon? <laughs> <laughs> he can't answer. He's too busy shaking his head. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you do get a false impression. Like if you see the wrong movies, and like you go back in time, you say, "Wow, superhero movies used to suck." Um, it, it actually, it's almost like there actually isn't really a rhyme or reason to it because you, you'd have uh, the Batman films from like eighty nine, ninety that were great, and then later in the nineties, Batman was pretty mm. bad. And then Marvel, um, I would say, I don't know, I mean, like, uh, I, th- I I wouldn't say Marvel's that great now, but I thought that, so wait, when did, Super, or when did um, Spider-Man come out? That was, like, early 2000s. I don't think there's ever really any, I, I, I don't think there's been any evolution of them towards improvement, if that makes sense. I think it just sort of depends on what the characters are and, like, who, who's making a movie. Because there's all like, like, what are you gonna, like, what are you gonna make out of Ant Man? <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, and I, I, I realize, I realize, I think I've actually been like, 
so like I'm so used to bad movies now. Maybe it's thanks to Jim Carter, but like I can't believe <laughs> I actually I redeemed <laughs> Well, you can thank Jim Carter for something. <laughs> <laughs> Helps you appreciate just how bad it can get, really. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know if I would say it's so bad it's good. I I feel like it's a uh it's a mediocre TV movie from the late 90s. Um which is exactly what it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible. Um it's an it's an okay waste of time, but I I agree that it could be um it could be much better if uh maybe if there were m- I don't even I don't even know if it would necessarily be more one-liners but more like intentional humor that's mixed in to like add to the campiness and taking like itself again, you know, taking itself a little bit less seriously and mm-hmm. then maybe if they could have spent some of the money that they spent in this movie on the effects um <laughs> <laughs> specifically oh, yeah. It could yeah, it could be more yeah. more believable instead of having every single thing be a silhouette against a sunset so that you can't see any details. Like, just feels very uh, those yeah. those parts of it are what really pull me out. And I understand that it's like it's a yeah. made for TV thing, so the effects are not going to get crazy, um, and there's not going to be a lot of CG. Um, but that's what that's what kind of pulls me out of it so you prefer like if if, if a genre if um if a movie or show is going for like farce or whatever they go at it full force so that they try to throw in those one-liners like okay let's acknowledge this is a pretty bad story yeah well no <laughs> i feel like, like <laughs> so i'm i'm looking at this movie like versus the modern marvel yeah. movies right which the right. modern modern marvel movies may not be <laughs> the most amazing cinema in the world but they're pretty darn mm-hmm. watchable. Like you can go and watch them right. in the theater and at least be entertained to the point where um you you didn't feel like you totally wasted your money and and leave the theater. You may not oh, yeah. like it, you might not want to own it, you may never want to watch it again. But at least you'll be like, "All right, I saw some some explosions and some acting and there were some funny jokes and I was entertained." And so what's the difference between that and this Nick Fury movie? Uh, and I think the answer is um, cohesiveness, no. mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah, that's true. That's true. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would uh, – I mean, I just made a note to myself. Uh, next time we do a podcast uh, before we go live, I need to exercise my voice and stuff. And I'm going to say modern Marvel movies three times or four times to make sure I get modern, all the time. Modern, modern, <laughs> modern Marvel movies. Modern yes. Marvel. It's a tough one. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you got to go full hog. Like when you do something and yes. And or full hoff. Full yes. Off. Full hoff. You got to go full hoff. And like you guys are all saying it, there feels like a, a disconnection there. I I was going to recommend like I think this movie 
it's so close to being so bad it's good, but I think like if it was you, a half fast effort. Yeah, it's a half Yeah, I think he's the one that brings us close to so bad it's good because like he's really giving it his all. But yeah, uh, he is. Yeah. That's but true, true. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit with Paul where I'm like sort of in the middle, like I don't know that it's so bad it's good and not that you should watch it. But my example of like going all in, going full Hoth, like I was going to recommend because uh, my wife and I just recently watched it again. Um, Raimi did like a great job with Spider-Man 2 or maybe even Spider-Man. We didn't watch that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you've got those cherry moments where he's given up his powers and they're playing raindrops keep falling on my head. Like they are all in for the comedy yes. and then when it comes to like the drama they are all in yeah. you know yeah. and it's that balance like you you almost have to take it seriously yeah. like on both sides yep yeah. and truthfully i think uh i wouldn't say it's so much that hoff was really bad i mean hasselhoff is, is who he is and uh i can respect that but it was the surround like everything surrounded him just didn't work yeah, you know, yeah. like just did not have the support yeah. to make this the bad film that was so bad it was good. I felt like it. I felt like it kept stepping on itself. Yeah, yeah. like it would get yeah. a little bit of momentum going one direction, and then it would step on itself somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, as far as like being so bad, it's good. It's also this movie is like shot for shot, word for word. Everything about the production is a template for a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. once it doesn't matter like which one of those you see, they are certainly entertaining because they're so bad. But like once you've seen like one twister filled uh, shark filled twister, you've seen <laughs> every mega gator. Every single. Yeah. You know, like they're all so yeah. just like Very beat formulaic. by beat. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hollywood. Um. <laughs> well, just the whole, I mean, the climax of the countdown ending, uh, or the, you know, like there's the bomb or whatever. And I, I, you can probably plot all of these out onto some sort of freight tag triangle and figure out, like, when the optimal time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Arturo and I made sort of recommendations as we uh, pulled this apart. Do you, you have a recommendation? You seen anything lately, Arden? Good or, or bad movies? Uh, a recommendation. I, I, well, I went to see Spectre last week. Oh, okay. Um, and um, I'd have to say it's probably one of my favorites. I enjoyed it. I think about it, it's like every Bond movie. Uh, the plot is difficult to follow, but it's eye candy and it all makes sense by the end. Nice. So I enjoyed it. What about you, Paul? Have you seen anything? Uh, I'm going to use this moment to warn people away from watching Tomorrowland. Don't watch Tomorrowland. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I was going to. I was, I was going to pay for that, too. Good. Okay. Thank I you. I watched no like, problem. first, like, five minutes, and I was like, this can't be serious, and I stopped. I could not. I actually stopped watching that, which is weird because I like bad movies, but the first five <laughs> minutes, I was okay. like. Because it was that or Magic Mike, so mm-hmm. I think I'll. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> is that the is that a Disney one? The Disney Tomorrowland Tomorrow? is Disney, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Magic Mike is Disney but in a Mike. different way. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's all about the timing. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think they filmed that at UBC, so I saw the set there, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Tomorrowland, anyway. Really? The Tomorrowland. I I uh, I feel like I could re-edit it, and it would be uh, half an hour shorter and a much better movie. Um, but it it, it didn't uh-huh. work in the way that it's it's uh, currently put together. Yeah. Sorry, that's not a recommendation. No, it's a recommendation. <laughs> don't go see it. Yeah, my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't see annoying. don't see Tomorrowland. If you if you manage to avoid that one in the theater, don't rent it. It's not worth it. All right. Cool. Well thank you. Now is the time on uh every podcast where we have to perform the trope of signing off and saying where you can find us, even if you're interested in that kind of thing. You found us right now if you're listening live or if you're listening to the podcast in your uh, <laughs> headphones. But, uh, yeah, if you want to find us on the web and bother us and ask us questions about the Hoff and his life model double, go for it. Um, uh, uh, where can people find you? Right here in E-Town, mofos. I knew it. Wow. <laughs> E-Town. E-Town. Yeah, that's what we affectionately call ourselves to make us feel a mm-hmm. little bit hip. A little bit cool. We we tried EDM for a while, but then all these electronic dance music people started saying, like, "What are you talking about? There's a whole city based on yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah." Um, I, I have several handles out there, um, but uh, as if for anybody who's heard a previous uh, podcast, I am opening up a ramen shop with some of my partners, and that's uh, in a few weeks now. We're uh, and one. Social media, both Instagram and uh, Twitter, we're at YEG Noodles. Um, and you know, YEG being the airport code for Edmonton, but at YEG Noodles. So we got a lot of information there and a website at www.prairienoodleshop.ca. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Armin, where, where can people find you or your work? Are you, Biased Cat is a dot com, isn't it? Yeah, it's dot com. Uh, that is where you shall find my, co- uh, my, uh, my web comics. So, yep, that's pretty much all I have to plug. <laughs> Rock and roll. And, uh, <laughs> you can find me at sick days on Twitter as I and find a myriad of other things I do on there or sick me. That's uh, there you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> And you can catch me on Twitter at uh, Paul D or uh, head to padizio.com, P-A-D-I-Z-I-O.com. Sweet. Hey, thanks to uh, Armin for joining us and Arden. It was a lot of fun, even though we watched an atrocious film. (laughs) Which is in itself kind of fun. Yeah, well, thanks for spending your time to watch it. (laughs) 54 minutes of my time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and thanks to everyone for listening and all the people in the chat room like Gary and Arturo and uh, Mom and look Armin <laughs> is there and Paul Hi, oh, no. Woo. Uh, sweet and next week we're back at the same time but with a different show it's so crazy we're back with Montreal Sauce and I have lots of guests lined up for December but none for t- next week <laughs> <laughs> a couple emails out there but no one's got back to me uh we'll have arturo back because he had so, so much fun last time yeah uh, <laughs> all right so 
Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. We like doing this oh, as Arden oh, said, oh. Um, just for ourselves, but we're glad you could listen. So thanks. Um, Thank you. All right. Until the next bad movie on film from. We needed some theme music. There's theme music when you download it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to fix it. I, we can laugh I edit maniacally the theme music like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, yeah, so to take us out, I usually like to do like a strange uh, line from an 80s movie, but I thought I could take us out the way uh, the way college in Lisa Renna takes out uh, the garbage truck team. She simply calls in to the helicarrier and says in, you know, terribly cryptic code, head nurse to surgeon, operation over, patient sedated. That should be every show that we end with, like, the yeah. <laughs> patient sedated. Patient sedated. Yeah. Is that referring to the audience? <laughs> yes. Good night, everyone. Thank you very much. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Thank you for coming out to the drive-in tonight. As you leave, please drive carefully. And come back soon. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.